Hello everyone, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for tuning in, I really do appreciate it. Uh, I got a special guest today, her name is Nikki Reading, and she has a very uh, special way of educating her kids, and we're going to kind of dive into that today. But before that, I need to make some announcements. Uh, sponsors, uh, this podcast episode is brought to you by Maple Morning Farms and Crestwood Feed and Seed Depot. Maple Morning Farms is a farm located in Crestwood, Kentucky. They are community-supported agriculture. They grow fresh produce and farm fresh eggs because I know that Everyone is now into locally grown farm fresh produce or eggs. <sighs> Nowadays, people talk about how uh, organic, at least the term organic, is such a such a watered down term now. And uh, because we know that even though you call it organic, people still put chemicals in it of some kind to preserve it. And, you know, it is what it is. But if you are looking for something fresh out of the chicken, then you can find that at Maple Morning Farms. They sell their eggs for $5 a dozen, and uh, you can come pick it up whenever you want. Uh, they are never in short supply. Also, you can get those eggs and other services at the Crestwood Feed and Seed Depot. The Crestwood Feed and Seed Depot also specializes in lawn maintenance and uh, floristry, if I'm saying that right. Uh, they have a variety of decorative flowers, plants, and succulents that you can decorate your home with. And also they have top-of-the-line lawn maintenance equipment and or mulch or fertilizer or grass seed. That can all be found at the Crestwood Feed and Seed Depot. It can also be, um, how do I say this? Oh, you will also receive the best service there because the man who owns the place, Steve Bowen, has worked there for over 30 years and is a human almanac when it comes to, uh, let's see, talking about lawn maintenance, talking about flowers, plants of any kind you will get the best service because if you go to Walmart and you're looking for certain things and you just ask, hey, where can I find uh, mulch? People are just going to point in that direction. Not Crestwood Feed and Seed Depot. They're going to ask you, what kind of yard do you have? Does the grass grow this tall? Does the grass grow like this? Well, then you'll probably need this mulch. You will probably need this fertilizer. And that's how they do it. They are top-of-the-line service, top-of-the-line quality products. Maple Morning Farms is top-of-the-line fresh goods. And also, we have a new sponsor this week. <coughs> Let me clear my throat for this, ladies and gentlemen. Our newest sponsor this week is Pearson Funeral Home. Pearson Funeral Home is located out in St. Matthews in Louisville, Kentucky. They are a family-owned establishment. Uh, they always have an owner there to assist with anything at all times. Uh, they are the largest chapel in Louisville. They have great quality service, as given by several different reviews. Their services are traditional, and we know nowadays how people like traditional things. They have cremation services there so that you don't have to outsource the cremation process to anyone else. Um, and they value your investment. Plain and simple. They value your time. They value your investment. They value, they value your relationship because they know, as well as anybody else, that to lose a loved one is obviously too soon. It's always too soon. But they want to make that into a good and special occasion by giving you the proper funeral and the proper burial that your loved one deserves. They understand that. They are very, very, very intentional about that. So, 
with that being said, if you want to reach out to Pearson Funeral Home for any future services, you can find them on 149 Breckenridge Lane, Louisville, Kentucky, 40207. And a phone number to contact them with is 502-896-0349. That's Pearson, that is Pearson Funeral Home, ladies and gentlemen. And they are our newest sponsor. All right, guys, let's dive into the show. Thank you for listening once again, and I hope I can bring you some value today. Hey, everybody. Thank you for tuning back in. I have a very special guest with me today. Um, her name is Nikki Reading. Um, she has a beautiful family. She brought them actually here today, and we are going to be talking about her lifestyle. She told me that uh, by the end of this year, her and her family will be taking a trip to New Zealand, but um, there's particular reasons for it, and I think it's something that everybody can um, learn a little something from. So, Nikki, thank you for being on. Thank you. Um, go ahead and talk about yourself for a little bit. Okay. Um, I am a mama and a wife to an amazing man. Um, we have four beautiful children. Charlie is six. Max, no, well, yeah, he's almost seven. So Charlie's six, Max is five, William's four, and Ruby's two. So we waited a little bit till until we had kids, but mm -hmm. then just back to back to back. Cool. <laughs> so, yeah. Cool. So you go about educating your kids in a certain way. Mm -hmm. um, I've noticed on your Instagram, you guys are outdoors a bunch and everything. Mm -hmm. You kind of do the homeschool method, but it's still different. And yeah. I don't, I don't know all the ins and outs of it, right? So that's obviously why I have you here. Um, can you tell me a little bit about your approach to educating your kids? Yeah, um, I never thought that I would homeschool. Mm -hmm. um, I always thought homeschoolers were just a bunch of weirdies before I had kids. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. So Charlie was born, and I was thinking, okay, do you know what type of education do we want to do? Traditional or public school? Which I didn't really want to in public school. I've been in public yeah. school. Um, then you know, I was looking at Waldorf or Montessori or you know a Christian education or. Yeah. Um, all of them had good aspects, right. but I, I, you know, I wanted to be able to conglomerate a little bit of this, 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 this into you know one type of education. And yeah, I was praying one day. Someone was talking to me about homeschooling, and then I was just like, "Okay, Lord, if you want me to homeschool, you are gonna have to put that desire in me because I do not want to homeschool my kids. I want mm -hmm. them to be in a cultured environment, and yeah. you know, with people smarter than me, and yeah." Um, and then about a year later, I, I, get, I had just been doing some research and studying, and and I had this intense, overwhelming desire to homeschool my children. And then it would just hit me. I was like, oh, I prayed for that. Oh, oh my goodness. I, okay. All right. Yeah. He answered my prayer. So, nice. um, and, you know, I, I, I would say just life is school. Um, yeah. Everything that we do is, is them learning. And, um we were outside a lot. We don't do electronics. We don't, I mean, well, like we read, just read Mary Poppins. So we yeah. watched like the original movie, but, um, do you see they're remaking that with Emily Blunt? No, I don't know who Emily Blunt is. Oh, she's a, well, she's a famous actress now. Okay. Right. But they're, yeah. you know, they're disease. How do you remake Mary Poppins? <laughs> that was my exact question. <laughs> yeah. I said, she's got, they've got so much to live up to right yeah, now. If they're going to yeah. do that, but yeah. best of luck. But. Yeah. 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 Cool. Um, but no, I mean, we're just, I think I, I've learned more with each kid and how to, you know, we did like every year's different, I guess every year's different, but mm -hmm. like with, you know, there's Charlie, there's Max and they learn, you know, Charlie's very, um, he's structured, he's type A, he's obsessive compulsive. I mean, and he, yeah. he learns one way The Max comes along. He's, he's just a good, like he receives teaching really well then William comes along and he's a bullet and he's just this for this life yeah. force and I think he's forced us outside more really um and so now we, pra we practically live outside and nice. I think I'm like he's a bless I mean William's a blessing all around he's so loved but yeah. um we yeah we're in at the creek we're hiking we're um at the you know we'd go to the library once a week and get 50 to 75 books and we're just in books and I don't we I don't, I don't um 
Like I'm babbling. 50 to 75 books. Yeah, so. kids' books. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, we just pack our bags and they'll care, you know, everybody. But so, so you, uh, I guess, <clears throat> for like just regular hobbies or something, reading is definitely encouraged. Oh my goodness, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, Char especially Charlie, that is, he had, he is obsessed with books and I love it. But there's times I'm like, okay, child, we have chores, you know. But, um, but yeah, I mean, we read a lot and we listen to audiobooks in the car a lot. And um, do your kids have any electronics of any kind? Uh, no, like we don't have a TV. We did okay. have a TV that we when we sold our house, moved to the camper, then we just got rid of the TV. Yeah. And I think that is when we were, honestly, yeah, like. Looking back, Jamie and I probably like after the kids were in bed, we would sit down and watch a show, and it was just yeah. too much. And but when we got rid of the TV, I think that we were more op like left us open to like hear and see, you know, life around us and yeah. hear from God more. And I mean, I'm a, you know, we're believers, and so I, yeah. you know, I don't know if your listeners no, yeah, are, yeah. but this is just coming. This is us. no, absolutely. <laughs> um, I have different people of all walks of life on here. I had a Islamic gentleman on the other week. Um, but no, yeah, that's really cool though. Um, because well, one of the things nowadays is that, I mean, I didn't have this when I was younger, but nowadays, like if I'm in an outback steakhouse or something like waiting on a table, mm -hmm. um, if a kid's not whining and crying, I'm seeing their faces glued to an iPad, and it it, oh it kind of unsettles me a little bit. Okay, how can I ask how old you are? I'm 24. Okay, this is this is, and maybe we're just gonna hone in on this subject because this I don't I've been asking for a couple years. How can we tell the next generation or my generation mm -hmm. stop doing what you're doing? Yeah, because it's I mean I get it. Yeah, like my husband is in real estate. He works a lot on his phone because it's you know, transactions and dealing with clients and everything. But I'm seeing, and I understand you're an adult, you have stuff you have to do on the phone, but there's so much trash also on the phone. But it's, right. um, like we were at um, a restaurant a while back and yeah, there was a group of adults and then like these, this kid was just on iPad. But you see it everywhere. I mean, you mm -hmm. see kids on iPads and phones and I want to tell parents to stop, stop. Yeah. Like let your kids, if they're fussy, okay. Like then you need to work it out. You need to, yeah. Help them deal with their their you know mood and what's going on and mm -hmm. um, but they just miss out so much on everything around them and on interacting with people. Like I went to we were at a family function and then I had like four nieces and nephews sitting side by side by side, mm -hmm. like doing this. And you know, I'm looking down, you know, texting right. I'm like, what right. are you doing? And then I asked right. my nephew. I said, What's going on? Like what? Um, do you all see anything wrong with this? It's like, no, it's just normal. Yeah. It's not normal. I mean, it's, it's shutting normal. down like your ability to socialize. It's shutting down emotional parts of your brain. It's, um, I don't know, it's so important for kids not to, you know, it. like to, to be honest that <clears throat> as a mom who's taking such huge strides to educate her kids properly, that's an encouraging thing to hear from you that you notice that at least. Mm -hmm. And that it, it's at least what you're doing in my eyes is you're giving the example of saying, okay, it's possible to, yeah, to, to, to get your kids to observe the world that is actually around them mm -hmm. instead of, instead of making them shut their mind down to, to, to keep the peace for, mm -hmm. for some weird reason. Like, if people honestly like, here here's my thing. Here's what I notice. On top of electronics, there's also several other things in my mind that goes on that that really suppresses the the natural creative mm. energy of a child that mm -hmm. that you are that you notice that you know it's a good thing and you're trying to at least encourage it into the right direction to where right. they can they can use it to educate themselves. Right. 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 But think about this, with like, let's say a kid is um, very distracted in class, or he's got a lot of energy and he mm -hmm. loves to talk to people and mm -hmm. he's rambling. What do you What do you think people are gonna say? ADD. He's got ADD. ADD. Oh, he's a boy. So he's here, a boy. He's a boy. He's a boy. He's a he is a a testosterone filled ball of energy. Oh, I've got and three people, that are. <laughs> and it, so it's like, uh, it, it, it's in my mind, I see people see that mm -hmm. and then they're like, oh, we just need to pump this kid full of Ritalin 
or or Adderall. Oh my goodness! Yeah. And I'm like, but but see, I had that in the oh, third grade. I had to I had to do that oh. right. And and the thing was is like to this day, like my mom takes it so that she can concentrate on her day, and that and she's she's chosen that willingly, right. and that's good for her. But here's the thing. I don't do it for myself because I remember what I felt like when I was a kid. My mom said I lost 10 pounds as a uh, third grader when I took that. As a third grader. I was a zombie. I was going to ask, like, were you, like, did you feel like a zombie? No, she, she made me stop taking it because I stopped talking. And she didn't oh. like that. And it was one of those things where it was like, okay, we're noticing these days that there is a shift in instead of what is, um, in what is, good to what is convenient or what is comfortable if your kid's wild pump him full of ritalin if your kid needs something to do give him a bike right give him a bike give him a bike give him a basketball mm -hmm. give him some some tough thing that he can play with and throw and just like release some energy on but instead yeah. they 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 believe that the answer is instant stimulation oh my goodness given by an electronic that oh. that is built to and to but here's the deal yeah. like when they're done i've noticed this with my kids like if we and i i swear every time we watch a movie i'm like okay there's no more movies ever again because right, after right. we're done i mean they are wound up like it's even yeah. more i mean it's like the science behind that is, uh, we can go into that, but mm -hmm. uh, like what you were saying, um, do you, have you heard of John Holt? Yes. Okay. Or wait, wait, wait. Um, no, no, no. Uh, I've heard of somebody named Holt, but I don't think we're talking about the same person. Who no, are you would, talking about? Um, I wrote down something that he had said. What was I going to say? What does he do? He was an American educator. Okay. And he came to the conclusion after a career of teaching that yeah. the... Like to the education system didn't work. Yeah, he believed that school stunted the the child's like natural desire to learn, and um, he was just talking. What was it? Oh, I know. I wasn't going there. I was going somewhere else. But I can go back there. Yeah. But um, no, I, I wasn't going there. I, can I come back there? No, absolutely. Okay. It's cool. No, you were saying you were talking about like when you were eighty. You know when you. ADD and ADHD, yeah. yeah. Um, I was thinking about William and how, you know, we said, give him a bite, give him um, this. With my third boy, William, I've noticed that, like, he is this ball. I mean, he's just, he came into the world like right. a firestorm, and that is his personality. Yeah. But, yeah, he's on his bike full speed. He's, he's running full speed. But, two, I've also thought, or I tried this, we were just doing some, like, art, mm -hmm. I don't know, six months ago, and, like, we were stringing some beads, and it, like with as much energy, it was almost like it harnessed his energy in and he was able to use, like his focus mm -hmm. was here. And so maybe doing, you know, if a kid has all this energy, doing something creative with your hands that really focus them in where they're, yeah. I don't know, would, would that have worked for you as a kid? So, I mean, or did you feel like... Well, what they, <clears throat> what they ended up doing was I had to go to this, um, this class every other day and it was called Discovery basically. Mm -hmm. And uh, basically it was their special education program that was, so when I was on Adderall, mm -hmm. I turned into a zombie. Mm -hmm. In fact, um, I wasn't just a zombie, but I was also very aggressive, oh, wow. very easily agitated. And I noticed it. And I was like, I was like, Hey guys, I have to, well, yeah, but then I took it again in middle school. And then that's when the aggression kicked in because oh. I was hitting puberty. And then I was like, guys, I got to stop taking this. Yeah. I was like, I can't do this. Like, it's not good because I want to, I want to flip a table right now. And it's, and when I'm not on there, like I'm, I'm better about that. But, but so when I'm not on Adderall, right, obviously I'm not, I'm, I'm all over the place, mm -hmm. but they put me in this program to learn, um, or to see how I learned in a particular way. So, uh, naturally most kids you could say are very visual mm -hmm. when because you know you got a teacher standing up by a whiteboard who's doing lectures and whatnot and writing and then kids are taking notes and whatnot and they see the notes and then they, that's how they that's how they get input right yeah well there's other ways of doing that by being hands-on maybe you're doing a project in in chemistry class where you're working with different chemicals doing different measurements that's a hands-on thing yeah. but then there's auditory 
right? Right, right. And so, you know, you play audiobooks for your kids, and I bet they absorb a lot if they're listening or if they find that book entertaining. Yeah. So they took, they gave me tests over the years to see how I absorbed information the most. I scored a 70% on reading and visual. Mm-hmm. So somebody started writing something down on the board. It's not that I wouldn't remember it. It's just I would get so bored I would just trail oh, off yeah. and start thinking yeah. about other things. But then I scored 100% in hands-on, oh, which yeah. I'm very good if somebody like if somebody's like, come over here and then show me how to like, do this, do this, and then I would remember it immediately. And then I was 121% in auditory. So I could listen to an audio book instead of reading a book for a book report, and I could, I could tell you almost every single detail of yeah. the book. Like I could almost repeat this entire conversation. Oh my goodness. Um, just like with uh, movies when I was a kid, like Disney movies like Lion King or something to this day, I can say every single line before it happens in the movie. Oh, like funny. I know the next part. But so that was that was my way of absorbing information and learning. But that's something that and like you said, our education system is is not taking into account. Mm-mm. You have noticed with your four different children that they are different caliber kids. Like one is full of energy, the other is very honed in on a particular thing the other might be reserved your daughter she seems like a very reserved person but she looks like she's observing yeah a lot of she's stuff very she doesn't operate sure. like your one son does so you know yeah. that children grow in a different way right our education system i believe in my mind um was developed around the age of industry the industrial age oh, i totally agree and then we never bothered to improve right because you know it's we're not we're not we're not a nation of, of factories anymore. You know, we're we're a nation of innovators now. And if people want to be innovative, they have to go and do it all on their own. They have to go and de- make huge sacrifices to develop a skill that, that they believe that they were granted yeah. and have to develop something from there. But you know that you know that that's the case. And like with your kids, you're like, okay, my kids, they all have these different gifts. I have to figure out how to bring out the best in every one of them. I was just thinking about that last night. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess like one of my questions is how do you resist the temptation of, I guess, allowing any of that culture to enter into your family? Like, because mm-hmm. I, I, I see you and I see the example that you're setting, but if any other mom or parent or family is looking at you and they're like, oh, I don't know how she does it. How do you do it? Where does that conviction come from? Well, I mean, the conviction comes from our creator, but yeah, um, you know, I think I'm a future thinker. I'm always, uh, and maybe I'm too uh, too analytical. Maybe I'm yeah. constantly thinking, okay, how's this going to affect this, and what are the outcomes here? Mm-hmm. And then I think we also need to look back at history. Mm-hmm. Like, look to the past, but think about the future. I mean, because we're raising the next generation. I know right. that's, and I'm not trying to be cliche or like, you know. But you're true. That's true, though. Yeah. And and, I, and I'm seeing all these kids who are, like, with their heads down and not looking at the world around them. And I don't want that. I don't mm-hmm. want, I mean, would you rather, like, if you're, if you own a business, who do you want, who do you want to hire for, you know, someone who's, you know, overeducated and has no social, you know. He's like a robot or something. Yeah, right like, a, and, um, I just, I feel like, um, I've got a twitch in my eye that's been bothering me for three days. I'm sorry. Oh, no, like, you're totally fine. <laughs> you're good, you're good. Um, I don't know. I could just go on. But to resist the temptation, bring that, it's not really a temptation to allow that type of culture into mm-hmm. our, family because there's 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 too much too much life to experience to yeah. get trapped in in that other mindset yeah um i don't know we just we just um i don't know like what are you do you mean like the like not allowing technology or not allowing like just the mindset well, of the, you know, the education system. Or- so I guess, you know, you had to start somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, um, you know, most parents are, 
um, or most families when they get started, they're kind of like, okay, we need to get this in order, get this in order. We need to have these payments ready. We need to have this. But then like somehow before all of that began, you and your husband decided how you were going to set the pace, right? Yeah. I mean, um, most families look for like, okay, which school am I going to put? them into just like you did mm-hmm. like you evaluated all these schools and all these different educations that mm-hmm. some had positives some had negatives but then you decided if you want the job done right do it yourself yeah how did you um how I mean, did you start that process okay so we were living in crescent hill at the time i was mm-hmm. working like very part-time as a personal trainer and jamie was doing like two jobs and um we just, I mean, we made the sacrifice. We sold that house and moved into a smaller house because I wanted to be home mm-hmm. with Charlie. I mean, Charlie was really young, and um, I didn't want anybody else raising him. But and I think part of the reason why um, we waited so long to have kids is I didn't want to put my kids in daycare. I just yeah. think that's a very, and no, I mean, please, you know, if whoever's listening, no disrespect and no offense to anyone who right. does do that because there there's moments you have to. I, right. I totally understand. And exactly. My heart goes out to you. But for us personally, I didn't want my kids and I didn't want anyone else raising my kids. So yeah. we sold our home and we made sacrifices. And um, I just, uh, the you know, the American dream isn't... Um, for us, all mm-hmm. about more, more, more. It's about, you know, raising our kids, you know, ourselves and raising them right and to be mm-hmm. good, upstanding men and women one day. And so, nice. I mean, we, yeah, how we got that started is we just, we sacrificed. Yeah. And we made that commitment together, so. Nice. What about, uh, what would you say, um, what is it about your upbringing you and your husband's upbringing that probably led you here? Um, you know, I was thinking about that. Um, we were talking about that. Um, I remember, and this may sound kind of hokey or whatever, but mm-hmm. my grandma, my parents, both of them worked, and so my grandma would watch my cousins and I. Mm-hmm. And so we would be playing in the woods, you know, all day. Um, mm-hmm. And she'd blow the whistle at lunchtime. We'd eat lunch outside, we'd go back in the wood. If we were thirsty, we'd go to the kitchen sink, community cup, go right back out. Nice. Um, if it was a rainy day, we'd play hide the thimble. We didn't, there wasn't like TV. But then on the revert, on like the flip side, um, my other grandma, um, we'd go over there and she would like, she fed, she loved us with food. So right, right. she would feed us and put us in front of the TV. And so I saw like both, you know, I experienced yeah. both and, um, I, I just, um, the, the, my most memorable times as a child and, and the things that I learned, I think in my formative years were spent in the woods. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, I just, it was such a beautiful time. And I want my kids to experience that too, to be able to get in the world. And instead of sitting at a desk and learning about how, you know, the parts of a caterpillar or the parts of a spider, get out and go find them. And then we'll look at a book and then we'll see, okay, well here, you know, and that's science. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, um, cooking together and we're learning about measurements and doing math and reading books together and, um, you know, reading Little House on the Prairie, you know, yeah. learning about history of, of our country and, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. So I, yeah, the, I guess, did I answer your question? Yeah, no, you did. Okay. You did. That's a lot about your childhood. Okay. Like, I remember that too, but yeah. it was, um, when I was you know, in my infant years, I can remember, um, at least when I was like five or six, I spent a lot of time at my grandparents' house, but they had a lot of land Mm -hmm. and I was outside all the time. I would choose that night, like a hundred times over instead of sitting in front of a Nintendo at the age, you know, like, right. But then like, so, so as I got older, you know, we moved to a neighborhood over in St. Matthews Mm -hmm. and I had a lot of friends there. We played outside, we rode bikes all day long. Yeah. Brother and sister come along when I was seven mm-hmm. and nine, like that's when they were born, and like they're part of the generation, like of kids now. You want to know what their generation's called? What? Right. Igen. 
oh, I think my mom read a book called something. It was that's literally their the name of their generation. iGen, like iPhone. Scary. Right, but that's that should be clear enough. Like that should be just for sure, a like a giveaway. But so what I noticed was, <clears throat> you know, I I got my first video game console when I was I think in the third or fourth grade Mm -hmm. and I remember that was like so stimulating Mm -hmm. but even my mom knew she was like you only have an hour of this go outside yeah and I I just remember being like wildly addicted to it right totally but I knew the difference my brother and sister grew up with it they haven't known anything different and that was one of the things where you're right so that's that's why I like that's why I'm talking to you because like you you you're you're a trailblazer for this. And I think other people are starting to pick up on it though. I think other people are looking at kids that are just like getting these bloodshot eyes looking oh, at electronics in public it places. It makes me want to cry. Like yeah. it just But you but but what you're doing is you're you're choosing to be above that and you're not going with the mainstream. And so I think what people can at least learn from this episode here is that it's possible. It takes a little sacrifice, but but what you and any other family are capable of doing is with any of the children that they are privileged to have, they can give them a proper education and still um not hinder any of the beautiful parts about them whatsoever mm-hmm. so that they can blossom into beautiful individuals. Yeah. But that was so to kind of trail off here a little bit, what you were talking about with the public school system and with other systems, somebody, I can't remember who said this the other day, but it was probably one of the most, like, like it melted my brain when when they said this. But so I was talking about how our education system was built for the age of industry, mm-hmm. right? The industrial age. Right. My buddy said that our education system is built for um, America's incarceration system. So think about this. You've got people in prison who just ended up there because of their upbringing, right? You know, Mm -hmm. it's a culture, it's whatever. And they, in the morning, they have a meal in the morning because the bell rings and the door opens and they go to the cafeteria. Then the bell rings and they go back to their cells. The bell rings, they go outside. The bell rings, they go back into their cell. The bell rings, they have another meal. You go to a public school system, they're taught not to speak. They're taught not to ask questions. They're taught to hear what they're supposed to hear. The bell rings, they go and they have a meal. The bell rings, they come back. The bell rings, they go outside. The bell rings, they go and they listen to more people talk and they don't say a word. It's nauseating. And that's the, and the, the, most, cur- the most curious thing. And that's what John Holt was talking about. I was reading this thing. Mm-hmm. He was saying the most curious thing about school are your peers, but you're not even allowed to smile at them or talk to them. I mean, it's like you're, you're shutting down that, that part of the brain that, yep. that's... That, yep. Uh, and that's why, that's, and I even... You know, I got a good education, right? I was privileged to be able to go to the high school that I went to, but I still, I still knew, um, as far as developing into an individual and mm-hmm. as an adult, I was thrown to the wolves when, when it came to college, right? Because bell after bell after schedule after schedule, the like the month of May, my senior year, when I'm graduating, I'm 18 years old. Mm-hmm. And I'm still raising my hand asking permission to go use the restroom. The month after that, I'm supposed to figure out what I'm going to do with the rest of my life. I'm supposed to figure out who I'm, how I'm going to live, how I'm going to set the pace and the tone for the rest of my life and what habits. Are you kidding me? No, that's, it's insane. And, this, and I, I know you can't go back in time, but um, maybe I'm too old-fashioned. But like, I, I look back and like, I mean, you read stories like Little House on the Prairie. Or you read... Right. And like, and, boys became men a lot earlier because they were in the fields with their fathers and their fathers were teaching them. They were yep. with other men and they were growing up learning about life skills and mm-hmm. how to survive and how to take care of yourself, take care of your family. And um, and you develop by communication too. Mm-hmm. That, that time spent with an individual, the time your children get to spend with you, 
they're developing mm-hmm. because they are they're not just hearing the words that you're saying but they're observing you mm-hmm. they're observing how you say it your mm-hmm. your posture your yeah. your body language and everything when you are when two-thirds of your life is spent inside of a room where somebody lectures on a whiteboard what kind of personality are you developing even further when you incorporate iPads, which is what's happening in my old high school, into the classroom, where now all of your assignments are conducted on an LED light screen that is shining into your eyes, and now you're not even hearing people talk, what kind of personality are you developing? Just How do you communicate with somebody? Like, yeah. How would a guy who's observed that his entire life have the guts to ask out a girl? And have the personality to ask word out a girl. Word to your mother. Word to, seriously, yes, you're preaching the truth. And that that's, is, but uh, but that's what it is. It's a giant. This 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 thing that that we call the American dream has. We haven't kept it in check, and it's been turned into this giant machine where we filter out people into the into the holes and the cogs that we need them to be, and we twist their arms just enough to where they feel like everyone's free. But then you're you're pinned down. Mm-hmm. You're pinned down with some. Nine to five where you've had to suppress the best parts of yourself in order to fit into some industry to where you go and exactly. do something meaningless and then you exactly. don't express yourself. Exactly. That's... I would... Mm, yeah. I may... Yeah. I, I, I may get like... We're, our core temperature is literally I'm, changing. I know. Like, <laughs> but I would much rather see my sons and daughter not go to college. Heaven forbid... And, right. You know, it, it's okay. It's okay if they yeah. pursue something that that they are using their God given talents and they mm-hmm. are using their creativity and they're happy and they're you know obviously providing for their families. Yeah. It's okay if they don't. You know, I just um, yeah. Uh, there's a lot to say there. Is there a particular? Um, uh, actually. Let's do this. Okay. Can you take me through a day in the life of a regular school day with you and your kids? Yeah, but like every day is different. So, yeah. and every every month changes. But mm-hmm. um, we've been doing following like a oh, it's just been a really good rhythm this year. And maybe yeah. I'm more relaxed and I'm not putting pressure on myself from mm-hmm. you know other homeschooling moms because it, you know one homeschool mom will push classical education or this type of education or this and mm-hmm. like you know what I'm, I I know my kids I know how they operate but okay. we get up in the morning I get up in the morning first and exercise and then I'll <clears throat> hopefully they'll still be in bed while I get breakfast going for them mm-hmm. but um, something about candlelight at breakfast I don't know what it sets this really cool calm mood so seriously yeah and I'll put on like um, do you keep the lights off <clears throat> um I like sunlight in the morning, okay. so I don't turn lights on until we actually need them. So I'm, sunlight and candlelight to yeah, get the day going. Yeah, I mean, I open the window, you know, curtains and all that stuff. But um, And then we put on, like, classical, like, um, I like Pandora's Beethoven station, or we'll put on just some good, good, Holy you know, cow. music. And then um, breakfast is, like, I'll set out, like, a, you know, fruit tray with some dates or mm-hmm. nuts, and then I'll make them either... I don't know, you don't have to go into that, but I'll make their breakfast. And Are then, you pretty particular about their diet? Are oh, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we, um, yeah. We, yeah, we've just, in the past couple months, cut out sugar completely because... Wow. We've just had, like, my husband has had some health concerns, and it's just, I feel like crud when I'm on it, and I don't want our kids having the same issues that we have because yeah. we, yeah, so, and we, we're kosher, like, we keep kosher. Okay. Um... So, um, yeah, so we'll have a good healthy breakfast and then we'll do chores. So they may, they'll make beds, they'll wash dishes, they'll, uh, change laundry, put clothes on the clothesline. They'll, um, we don't have animals yet just because we're in a temporary location. I don't know if we're going to stay at this home, but, um, when we were at our own home, old house, you know, they would feed chickens, take care of them. Um, let's see. So chores and then. Just read some good books. You know, we like Mondays. I'm trying to follow this order. I don't. Sometimes it changes, but like Music yeah. Monday. You know, Tuesday we'll have um, tea time. Okay. Like in the afternoon, when poetry, read some poetry books. Wednesday maybe um, 
it was uh, Nature Wednesday, so we'll be we're in nature all the time. But okay. Wednesday we're really honed in. Thursday we'll have like art day. Friday, you know, writing and you know, free writing. They'll they'll um, Charlie and Max are really good. Well, William too. Okay. Um, tell like tell me stories, and so we'll write them down, and then we'll you know read each other's stories. So it's yeah. just like creative. Um, and then also getting ready for Shabbat. We keep um, uh, like we keep the Sabbath. Um, yeah. Like so we. Friday is exciting, like getting ready for we'll have a big Shabbat dinner that night. So you and, do Sabbath on Saturdays? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. in like we, um, we're not Seventh Day Adventists. We're not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we're we are. You know, we serve the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and His Son, um, Jesus. So, um, but no, we keep Sabbath. So that's a real fun, like rhythm to our nice our our week or it kind of revolves around the Sabbath. So cool. it's, it's awesome. We love it. The boys love it. That's our favorite day of the week. And so, nice. yeah. That, and then Sunday is kind of like getting ready for the school week. Okay. Um, as far as math or science go, is there any curriculum that you follow? You know, I've, um, not yet. Cause Troy's just, I mean, we were, it's crazy because, and that's something that we'll, get uh, as they get older i'm going to have right. to you know we'll have tutors or something with math you know as it gets stuck gets harder right um or you know doing um my mom can't go there yet they're yeah. sick but we do um like i'll try teaching them some things and mm -hmm. maybe i've taught too soon mm -hmm. and i'll feel like a resistance they'll kind of buck against me yeah. i'm like okay all right you're not ready so i'll back off Mm -hmm. And then a couple months down the later, they're doing it. And so, like, we'll be in the car. This happens all the time. And they're just like, hey, Mom, this plus this is this. Or this times this is this. And they're like, like what? I didn't even talk about this. You're doing yeah. math. And um, that they're smart. They figure things out. They really, they're curious learners. They're inquisitive. They, they seek things out. Like, I give them a lot of freedom to learn mm -hmm. um, on their own, too. Mm -hmm. But... You know, as far as science and math, we're gonna, you know, yeah, we there's lots of stuff we do that's life in life that's science and math, but as yeah. far as curriculum, yeah, not for a one set curriculum. Okay, cool, yeah. cool, cool, cool. As far as um, I guess socializing, play dates, other mm -hmm. things like that. You yeah. all have I mean, friends over all the time or from yeah. time to time. Cool. Yeah, we do play dates. We. Because, um, well, my, my cousins were homeschooled, right? Yeah. And so that was like always a discussion in our family. It is. Was it, it like, is. well, you know, Drew is at school all the time and he gets to socialize with kids. Are your kids going to be able to hang out with kids? I know. Like, so, and that is such a, that's a thing that I was worried about too. And But I'll look at my kids and they can go up to anybody, any age and carry on a conversation. It's really beautiful. And then like when we... Um, uh, well, uh, like we have friends that we hang out with mm -hmm. through the week and, you know, go hiking or go to the creek or science center or zoo or mm -hmm. whatever. But, um, like, and then, like, when we go to, like, our, um, like, congregate, like, when we meet with people on Saturday, like, we, yeah. their friends are, like, all ages. And it doesn't really, it doesn't matter. They just play and they can interact. And, nice. um, but then, too, you look at schools when they're, I don't want to give like a blanket statement, but there's so much bullying going on, you know, and it's That's true. Um, and my kids aren't learning that. Yeah. There's even, you know, there's cyber bullying now and yeah. whatnot. And that's, that was a thing when I was in high school and whatnot, cause Facebook came out and then mm. kids figured out how to say nasty things behind a keyboard. But yeah. my husband says you can be six, six foot tall and bulletproof behind a keyboard. You know, it's, like, it's ridiculous. But no, yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you as far as bullying goes. You know, I uh, kids learn terrible things from kids. You know, and well, it's like just they need the adult. I don't know. Go ahead. Well, if well, if somebody, if a kid doesn't know how to how to dissect a situation that happened, mm -hmm. um, like I got bullied and stuff, mm -hmm. but yeah, <clears throat> but my mom and dad, and even other family, showed me how to dissect that situation. Right. They were like, okay, so, you know, this kid, he said this because he probably feels this way. Or mm -hmm. uh, he's probably just doing it because he's getting a reaction out of you or mm -hmm. something like that. Yeah. Teaching me those things. Yeah. I saw kids 
you know, who would not talk about it. And then they developed in a way where they had a very hindered personality. And uh, there's a buddy that I have. And I, you know, do you know anything about Asperger's? Um, not, I haven't like done any like research studying, but I know what it is. Well, so, well, I know more than one, but there was a friend of mine who got bullied a lot in elementary school and we weren't at the same school at the time, but I still knew who he was. Mm -hmm. And to this day, I still, I still think that some of that bullying had a part in him maybe developing Asperger's or something like that, because I mean, he was tortured. Like it was... It was not a good thing to to watch, and I was the same age as him, and it was just by kids that were older, and I didn't know what to do. But then, lo and behold, years later, it's like your heart goes out to him, but then you don't. Yeah, I don't want to. It's like, but I don't want to be a part of that. Like I don't want to get that, you know. But but you know, I ended up, you know, people ended up reaching out to him and being his friend when he matured. But still, to this day, um, he has to go and learn social cues. Like, because he's like, I don't know what to do. Oh, God. And it's it's just one of those things where, I mean, you, you kids kids can inflict damage that, that has lasting effects, and, oh and people don't know yeah. that. People still, I, I still think people yeah, aren't aware of that. Even when you're in school. I mean, yeah, I like, I remember. Even in a PC culture and stuff, too, like, you know, everyone's, mm-hmm. like, sensitive about what they say. Right. Kids, will, kids will still say some foolish stuff. Yeah. But then, but then... In a PC culture, parents won't know how to handle it. Parents are going to call out other parents and be like, "You don't, hey, your kid said this. Like, what are you going to do? You know, it's like, probably nothing. Mm-hmm. Because you're not allowed to say anything. Or else you're going to get in trouble and then people are going to be like, well, we don't really tolerate that kind of way of thinking here. Then your kid gets kicked out of school because, you know, you're you're causing a scene or something. And then it just, it, it spirals into this thing. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, and I'm right there with you. I that was, you know, if I ever end up homeschooling my kids, that that definitely would be a huge reason that I would because I think, um, if not for the grace of God, I I would have been very very close to to uh, I don't know developing in a in an unfortunate way maybe had I not had the guidance that I had because I I was I was there for. Mm. Uh, I don't, well, I don't know. I experienced it a lot, and I like I could tell people like, okay, I know exactly like what's oh, wow. going on here, and like some of my other friends like don't understand because you know they weren't bullied and whatnot. But it was just, it's not it's not anything that any particular kid does. It's just it happens if you're in the wrong place in the wrong time and you react to it in a weird way because right. you're an undeveloped child. Right. Then you're going to become a target, plain and simple. Right. Like nobody. Nobody has a sign in their back saying that I would be the best person to bully. Like it just happens. But, hmm. yeah, but so, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. so as your kids get older and stuff, uh, as far as sports goes and activities, what, what does that look like down the road? Um, like, see, char- the only one that I think would really be interested in sports, mm-hmm. well, Max is interested in sports, but we haven't like pushed it because mm-hmm. I, f- I feel like, um, <laughs> That's another subject. I feel like it, our culture is so it, that's it's like they worship sports and yeah. um, I'm cool if they want to play. I'm yeah. cool if they don't. I don't think that they have to do that to like play basketball and you know to identify themselves. Right. Um, right. Um, but I'm I'm totally fine if they if mm-hmm. they verbalize that they want to do something great. Like cool. William's really good at gymnastics, um, and so, yeah. You know, I've always kind of thought this. Um, I've always kind of thought about this because I played a lot of team sports growing up, mm-hmm. but I never found myself pushing myself as hard as I did until I got into an individual sport, and oh. I was pole vaulting and doing oh, track, wow. and I find myself waking up at six o'clock in the morning going on a run or exercising because I wanted to get better. I wanted to beat my personal record. Mm -hmm. And it was one of those things where I was like, holy crap, I never felt this way with a team sport. I was like, I'm just going to. Exactly. And that's, and some kids do better with team sports and some don't. And I'm, um, but I'm not, 
anti-sports, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I'm also not one of those parents sitting on the sideline screaming at my kids because they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. Right, just, right. I don't know. I've always thought. I, I think. I think just, with my kids, I, I you know I would let them play whatever sports they want, but I would also say like, you know what, you you need to pick an individual sport and yeah, push yourself. Yeah, we're definitely not doing like two, you know, where it's so jam packed where we're in the car all day and then driving to every sport. That just gets out of hand. Yeah. 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 I feel that. Cool, cool. But yeah, as far as homeschool, there's like, there are places that homeschoolers can actually plug in to do that types of stuff. So yeah, it's not yeah, like yeah. we're not um, preventing them in yeah. any way. I feel that. Cool. Okay. So this trip that's going to be happening at the end of the year in New Yay! Zealand, right? Tell yes. me about that. Um, so I have a friend that lives there, and I had I went to the North Island, New Zealand, when I was like twenty, twenty one, mm-hmm. something like that. Her parents flew me over for yeah, so twenty first birthday. So yeah, okay, been, cool. Um, and I've just been talking about it to my husband ever since, and he's like, okay, let's just do it because it's <laughs> we're in we're um we're in our flip house. We sold our so we're like we're we're you know sort of debt free right now, and so we have nice. freedom to. Um, be able to do it and my husband's business is slow in December so we're just going to pack up the kids and go we're going to go for three nice. weeks um, South Island we're going to take a camp we're, we're renting a camper van we're going to tour around the South Island the first week nice. then fly to the North Island the second week we're going to stay with my friend they've got like this farm yeah um, and then have you heard about that um, the there's this thing that's going on in New Zealand right now so it's like a it's like a traveler's bed and breakfast style, make a living at the same time thing. There is this community of farms throughout all of New Zealand that you can go to for a week to two weeks at a time. You can work on the farm. Oh, cool. And then it pays for your stay. And then you can keep going to, from farm to farm, no traveling way. and exploring. Yeah. There was a, I follow this like, um, from a culture play. It was like a farm, like in New Zealand. Well, yeah, on Instagram. Mm-hmm. But actually, I haven't seen them in my feed in a long time. I can't remember the name of it, but I wonder if that's. I I, I, I don't know. I couldn't I tell know. you what the organ. I couldn't tell you what the thing was called. That's really but my cool. friend mentioned if it I to didn't me have in passing. Kids, I would totally move to New Zealand and do that. Oh yeah, it's my favorite place ever. You know what you have to do though when you go. What? Lord of the Rings. Oh, to- um, yeah. Like we. Like, well, we drove past it, and like I have a picture of me holding a sign, Lord of the Rings. You know what I was like, there for. <laughs> you have to do the whole thing. Like you have to go to all the places oh for goodness. me. Like oh, yeah. <laughs> I've heard of people going, and they're like, Yeah, we no. should. Tell- you know what? How to read that? We we should read that book. Thank you for bringing that because we'll, we'll. Well, him and uh, J.R.R. Tolkien, both yeah. or uh, J.R.R. Tolkien and C.S. Lewis, um, yeah, both Christian authors and yeah. everything, and they were both. It was their adaptation of the gospel story. Do you know that? Yeah, well, I knew that um, the Lion, Witch, and Wardrobe mm-hmm. was, you know, had a had like a gospel feel to it. Um, but we, we haven't finished. We started uh, the first like three or four books. We haven't finished them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't know that about the Lord of the Rings. Yep. Very cool. Yep, for Very sure. Very cool. But yeah. I think that's something that you and your whole family would definitely appreciate. And oh, everything. yeah. They actually, um, the the set that of, of Hobbiton, have you seen the movies? Yeah. Okay, so the set where, you know, they're in the Shire and everything, yeah. they preserved that set and they actually made it into a small city. Oh, my so, like, you can't stay there, but you can go there and, like, that eat at restaurants cool. there and all that. It's so, <laughs> oh, my boys would love it. It's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. So you're gonna go there for three weeks, and so, then yeah. So yeah, the second week we'll be with my friend, and then we'll like go. Um, there's like this place where we would. Uh, there's a Maori dinner. We want to see them. Oh yeah, in Rotorua. Um, then the mm-hmm. third week, her parents have a beach house on the like the very northern tip of the island that we're gonna stay at. But, awesome. I don't know. We're just gonna kind of wing it for some of the trip. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, all right, I'm going to ask you some rapid-fire questions oh here, goodness. and then we'll kind of wrap it up, okay. all right? All right, so what is your favorite book? Mm, for me personally, Pride and Prejudice. Pride and Prejudice? Yeah, I nice. love it. Yeah, it's just... Cool. Yeah. What is your favorite movie? Mm, um, oh, gosh, I don't know. As a kid, I loved Gone with the Wind. Yeah. Yeah, but now I don't... Uh, I don't know. Do you know that that was the first movie to ever say, like, a curse word? No, I didn't. Yeah. Oh, you was, know, I think I did know that. Yeah, yeah, because it was a big deal when he said that at the end. Yeah, yeah. no, like it, like it just, 
it was insane to everybody when he said that right at the yeah. end. And then it ended <laughs> and everyone's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's cool, though. All right. What is your favorite uh, music or music artist or song? Mm, I love, like, I like, like, the Dean Martin era. But, okay. Yeah, like, yeah, I love that kind of music. Um, I don't know. I mean, let's see. We just listen to all kinds of music. Yeah. I love bluegrass. Um, you like Chris Stapleton, Stardust Simpson? They're no, both, they're both, you don't even know who they are? No. Like, honestly, we put on, <gasps> like, I put Pandora <laughs> on. I know, I'm sorry. Music is a big difference. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, oh, no, I'll no. say, okay, Okie Dokie Brothers are our favorite, and it's like oh. a kid's band. <laughs> Who are they? You can't wear a hat like that and not know who they are. No, oh my I don't know. Gosh. I'm Wait, gonna, say their names again? I'm going to blow you away after this. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, Chris Stapleton and Sturgill Simpson. They're both Kentucky boys, okay. right? And Sturgill Simpson, they're both like folky bluegrass, mm -hmm. um, blues-ish almost. Nice. But Sturgill Simpson... Um, you know, he, he's part of the psychedelic movement and everything. You know, like uh, how some people, um, you know anything about like peyote or ayahuasca or like the hallucinogens yeah, yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah. Right. So, so there are some music artists that kind of dive into that, that oh. kind of improve or expand their thinking of writing songs and whatnot. And he's a great singer and a musician already, but he didn't get big until... Like he, he like doing peyote? he literally well he did he he literally did uh, a DMT trip. Do you this know what is, that is weird because I've never heard of DMT in my life, and then until two or three days ago, my husband was like, "I heard these guys talking about something called DMT, and then they used to burn the type of incense that has DMT in the temple." And I'm like, "What? What are you talking about?" And I looked so, up like, "What?" So the acacia tree in Israel, yeah, has DMT in it. It has hallucinogenic properties. Okay. So, um, and then there's this study going on in Jerusalem right now where they think that the burning bush that Moses was talking to was a burning acacia tree. Sure and so, am. yeah, I know. It's crazy. But so, along that though, DMT... But then does that like, dis like, is that, you think that's so legit that they're like trying to disqualify right. like God, you that's know? Exa that's exactly what I'm saying. I'm mm, like, I'm question. like, yeah. Okay. yeah, I'm like, I know that the tree grows there, but like... You also can't definitively like prove that. Yeah. So, but but here's the here's the thing with it though. Di uh, DMT is short for dimethyltryptamine, okay. and it is a chemical that's actually naturally created in our brain when we enter deep REM sleep. Yeah. You ever have a dream that's just like you wake up and you're like, I feel like I just lived an entire life. Yes. That's that is when your brain is creating a little bit more dimethyltryptamine than usual. So basically what happens is it's a hallucinogenic thing from the acacia tree or ayahuasca or whatever. And like what this music artist, Sturgill Simpson's done, he did a DMT trip and he wrote Turtles All the Way Down. And it's probably one of the craziest songs I've ever heard. But it's beautiful. It's a beautiful song. But okay, basically, um, there's like a lot of studies going on it right now and I'm, I'm following it. Is it illegal? It. Is it... Yeah. Okay, because it's like how do like like yeah. what how do you like I think it's still a schedule one drug right now because they're just Well here's the thing. There's a huge movement going around taking it trying to get it from schedule one to schedule two, especially like with mushrooms and stuff like that. There's just a lot of studies going around. But basically what people are talking about nowadays that are studying it at different universities and whatnot, they're they're talking about like when people go on these trips um, and even in their dreams, so like, you know how people in the Bible like would have dreams and like mm -hmm. they would have a vision right. talking and these things would happen. They do believe that there's more to it. They do believe that, that, that that's, that that is something. So it's like, here was actually an experiment that I wanted to do, um, at some point and my mom will kill me for saying this, but <laughs> this is so, so people are going around tripping on all this stuff right but they're probably not um they probably don't have god in their hearts like you and me do right mm -hmm. you know they probably don't believe that stuff and so they go and they have these experiences and they talk to these interdimensional beings of some kind saying hey we we're glad you found this technology keep exploring it and whatnot right mm -hmm. and that's like that's things that's actually happening like that that like i'll hear about right wow. 
I think about to myself, I'm like, what would I see? You know, if I'm like, if I'm like somebody who like, like fights every day to have God at the center of their life and I'm praying all the time, like if I just had something, like if I had a, like a little bit more of that, that, that is naturally created in my brain, like would I see something? Like what I, what I, what would I experience? And like, that's always been like kind of a weird experiment that I've always wanted to do. Like I wouldn't yeah, take it seriously, right. but, but then like you can, I don't know, that, that's scary to me. Like it's scary territory. Like, yeah. You, like yeah. that, that drive to know more, to know more, to go deeper and deeper. And then yep. all of a sudden you're aware, you know, yeah. I yeah. don't know. And I know it's like. I know it's just like even borderline sacrilegious to talk about it too, but it's like always just that thing where. Well, I mean, you need to talk about it because it's being talked about. You need to, yep. but. Um, and then when somebody comes out with a statement of like, "Oh, Moses was just tripping on an acacia tree," mm-hmm. I'm like, uh, "Yeah, I just." Mm. Yeah, nobody does that, and then like an entire nation is developed out of that. Exactly. And then like. The, like a Bible or like a book that has like withstood the test of time and been exactly. the number one seller in the world for 2,000 years exactly. straight. Exactly. That doesn't happen I'm from not, tripping. Yeah, I'm not buying it. Yeah. So, but anyway, we just went <laughs> way down a rabbit hole there. But but Sturgill Simpson's that guy. Okay. Chris Stapleton. He's a son of a coal miner. He's got the voice of an angel. Okay, and I'm, I'm going to write their names down, and I'm going to listen. I'm going to show you this music after this. Okay. But, um, but yeah, so those are two guys that, actually, I think you would love to hear, and I think, you know, your whole family would just love to okay, hear because cool. they're really good music. But um, next question. Uh, what's your – so you're a Christian. You, your family are Christians. Is there any particular scripture that you guys live by? Or is yes. there a favorite favorite? Every scripture? morning and every night we um, recite the Shema. Okay. It's Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kevon Alputo Leolam Bayed. And holy cow! Um, it's here <laughs> and it's and we. This may sound weird to people, but we've just recently like started saying Yeshua because mm. that was his. Yes. Yeshua means salvation. I just learned that too, and I'm sitting. And I'm like. So we refer to him what his. People called him. Um, Jesus was never born in Israel. There, maybe in Mexico, but um, his <laughs> right, name was right. Yeshua. So um, we 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 call him by his name, Yeshua. So it's Hero yeah. Israel um, Adonai, which means Lord, Lord our God, the Lord is one. Mm-hmm. Um, blessed be the name of the glorious kingdom forever, ever, forever and ever. And then uh, Yeshua said, "Be'ahata love your neighbor as yourself. And so that's what we live by. That's cool. Um, in our kids, you know, it was really cool. Yesterday, I was finishing up my exercise on the porch, and William came running out of the house and jumped on his bike. And then I hear him like praising the Lord in Hebrew. And so, as he's like taking off down the street. Yeah, you just like, I was like, and I, I got my phone out because Jamie was inside. The kids were still asleep, and so I texted Jamie real quick, and I was like, he, uh, Williams praising God in Hebrew on his bike. So it was like really cool. Um, and, and that's a, that's another thing we want to teach our kids. Like, that's like their second language we're going to learn as a family is Hebrew. So I think I would I would definitely <laughs> I would have to like go over to your house if I didn't know you because if I like saw your kid. I'd be like, hey, your son was just going full clip down the street <laughs> on a bike saying something in Hebrew. Yeah. <laughs> what are y'all doing? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, so, uh, cool, cool. So uh, what is the best piece of advice that you've ever received? Best piece of advice. You know, I'm probably like... Um, Pick your battles. Like I'm saying, the thing you know, with my kids, mm-hmm. I need to. That's something I need to learn. Pick my battles. I mean, I want our kids to obey, and yeah. you know, because they don't obey us, they won't obey God. You yeah. know, and so. Um, but at the same time, it's um, sometimes I can be too hard on my firstborn because he's yeah. he can fight me every step of the way. But I need to chill out and yeah, take, you know yeah. So cool. Um, if you could give any piece of advice to the audience here or anything that you would want them to know about yourself and your family, what what else would you want them to know? Hmm. Anything else about our family? Uh, we covered a lot. I mean, yeah. we 
yeah, are, my kids aren't weirdos. Like, they're really <laughs> bright kids, and just because they're homeschooled, I mean, they're... Well, I gotta say that about homeschoolers, too. Um, I always notice, like, whenever I met a homeschooler, they were either, like, not good at anything, or they were good at everything, mm. almost. Like, that was just, my cousins are homeschooled, Yeah. and they're legit. Yeah. Like, my cousin, he's, like, started two different businesses, and he's two years younger than me, Yeah. and my cousin... She just got married and has a kid, but she can play the violin like Charlie Daniels. Oh, wow. And my cousin, Francie, uh, she, like, she had an injury. Unfortunately, she can't play soccer anymore, but she had a D1 scholarship offered to her as a freshman. Oh, wow. And then my cousin, Ella, she makes the most beautiful pottery I've ever seen. Oh, and she has wow. a website that, like, she displays and see, it on. And that's what's beautiful. Like, the, like, you see different gifts. I think you said it earlier, in your mm-hmm. kids, and you just want to... You want to teach your kids a, a well-rounded education, but yeah. hone in on what they're good at and, like, instill, you know, like, yeah. I don't know. I think and, that and was that, that's beautiful. That, yeah, and I think that's something that is, you know, missing, I guess, in the American education system. But No, you're right. My aunt and uncle knew that, too. They were like, I, yeah, well done. Yeah, good like, job my, my cousin Alex was interested in video cameras. So they got him a video camera. And they were like, make some videos. Yeah. Guess what he does now? He has his own media company. Oh, wow. And he does, um, like, he does, like, real estate shows and whatnot. Like, he does oh, that wow. online stuff. And he makes a great living doing that. Um, Is he, he local here? Uh, yeah, actually, he's in Paducah. He lives okay. in Lexington right now. He's finishing up college at UK. Cool. But um, do you know the bodybuilder, Jay Cutler? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ironically enough, he makes all of his videos. Oh my goodness! Jay Cutler flew him out to Las Vegas for a week to do that. That's, That's because he pursued his passion. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, that's cool. Bravo. Um, well, yeah, I think that just about does it. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And I think that, I, I, truthfully, like this was a fantastic conversation, and I think that, um, I think if people sit down and listen to this and at least kind of take a look inward into their life and um, the way they want to educate their family at least they know now that it's possible that 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 you don't have to suppress the beautiful parts of your children no matter how um, full of energy or sporadic they may be that that they can develop into something beautiful and you don't have to you don't have to tame or suppress any of that and it's Yes, and That's for the love cool of thing. Pete, just don't bomb the cell phone. Like, please don't, like, or it's the device, you know, like, when are you actually, until, like, I, I wanted to ask that question. Yeah. Before the, before we end, um, when your kids get older, when are you, are you going to allow them to have, when are you going to allow them to have communication? When, you, uh, when they start driving, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was 16 when I got my phone, or, um, but it will be just a phone. It's not going to be, and there's a lot of reasons I would not have let them, um, Social media? Mm. Mm. None of that? Mm, no. I don't I don't think it's there's no value in it. I yeah. don't okay. if it's not valuable, if it's not I don't know. That's just that's just us. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. All right, Nikki, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank I you. I appreciate it. it. Thank you all for listening. Um, Nikki has her own Instagram where she shows the daily adventures of her family. And uh, what is the Instagram handle? Um, it's at Mama and Her. A mama and her knuckle noggins. So a mama, a, what? Yeah, A M A M A. So a mama and okay. her knuckle noggins, like knuckle, N O G G I N S. Cool. That is her Instagram handle. If you want to follow the adventures of Nikki and her family, and uh, if you want to learn more about her, thank you guys so much for listening, and have a blessed week.